producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Ah, yes, another edition of your favorite Score North podcast coming right at you. It's the Taxi Squad. What's going on, everyone? One of your cabbies on duty today, Jason Stormer, along with the usual suspects, AJ Fredrickson and Artis Woods. Guys, uh, technically, this is going to be the podcast that is closest to our one-year anniversary. Our one, yeah, our one-year anniversary back on uh, uh, June twenty-third, twenty twenty-two. So, even though I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago that we're celebrating our one-year anniversary all month here in June here on Taxi Squad, I would like to now officially extend to both of you a happy one-year anniversary. Guys, it's been a whole lot of fun. I didn't get you flowers. I didn't get you chocolates or anything. I'm sorry. I kind of let you down. But how are you feeling today? Feeling good, man. Thank you for um, <laughs> thank you guys for a wonderful year. I oh. will say that it has been a lot of fun to do this with you guys. Hopefully we could do this for many more years. Um, but I'm doing well, man. I just got back from Houston. A little family oh. vacation, a little quick little trip. Um, so it was nice seeing the whole fam. So I'm feeling rejuvenated, feeling yes. good. And the weather's nice, man. It's oh. hot out here. Thank oh. God. And no, cold, no, this so is this it. is too much though. This is this is unbearable. I'll take it any day over that cold. What man. was the weather in Houston like? Hot, hot. It was like <laughs> 105 degrees with a lot of humidity hu- too. Yes, yes. Okay. So this isn't as it's still hot because it's the Midwest. You yeah. Know, so you know, but um, it's not Houston hot. So oh. I'll take it. All right on. How you doing, Age? Not too bad. You know, it's been another day. It's, it's kind of sad because this Wednesday that we're recording on is the longest day of the year, daylight wise. Oh. Um, seems way too soon. I was just uh, the past two nights that I've walked out of the station. I was like, you know what? It is so nice to be leaving with the sun, like somewhat still up in the air. And then, of course, you know, I find out today, hey, it's immediately going to start swinging the other way. I hate it. So much. Why, so we why, got, why would you uh, even bring it up? Well, you know, I'm if I'm gonna be sad, everybody <laughs> else needs to be sad too. So we're gonna start oh. losing like we're gonna start losing like a minute to two minutes, I think, uh of like sunlight a day. So that sucks. Um eventually it's gonna be black at four thirty PM and then and then it's gonna be pitch black at three thirty because stupid daylight savings time. I hate daylight savings time. Man, Who invented Bob that? Benjamin. Ben Franklin question. Or I, whoever. I, I, I know he came up with the idea for it initially. I don't know if he implemented though. Whoever it is, top top of my list of like mortal enemies. Wow. If they if they weren't <laughs> a bag of bones now, I would fight them. Just the wow. dumbest thing. Well, the farmers, yeah. Well, guess what? We don't really do that anymore. <laughs> like obviously we do, but like we have cities now and we have people yeah. that I want to go outside and yeah, it's ridiculous. Um yeah, it's, we you know, have almost eight o'clock pockets. here and I can still go outside and it's just beautiful. So 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 stupid. But yeah, not not to start off on a a bad note here. Uh, Too late. Too late. A lot of positive energy coming in on the taxi squad too uh, today. Um, And I think maybe the reason for that, guys, is that maybe we're a little riled up about the report that came out uh, with the Vikings over the week. Uh, Per Jeremy Fowler, this was kind of a surprise to me. I don't know. Maybe it was a surprise to you guys. And honestly, I kind of want something to happen as soon as possible here. Uh, But the report is from Jeremy Fowler that the Vikings are not necessarily rushing anything with Justin Jefferson yet on that contract because he still has a couple years left on that rookie deer as a deal, as well as a fifth year option. Uh, We've seen a ton of reports over the last couple months about that uh, deal is, you know, 
it's in the works. It's going to happen eventually here. Uh, the numbers uh, where that deal could reach, we still don't really know. I mean, we've mentioned the Aaron Donald number of like 30, 31 million. Um, but guys, uh, I'm going to go on the record. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast. Uh, I'm going to go on the record and saying that uh, Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in all of the National Football League. And I understand there may be some technicalities in terms of actually getting a deal done, at least the timeliness of him of all of it. But I'm going to say right now, uh, the sooner the better uh, getting this deal done. Uh, pay JJ as soon as possible. What do you guys think about all this? Yeah, I figured it would take a while, honestly, uh, just from the standpoint of like, you know, with these type of contracts, you know, it's going to be a lot involved. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of give and take a lot of negotiations. So I figured it's going to take a while. My biggest thing, though, is like, you know, don't wait too late. Don't wait too late. And more importantly, make sure that both sides understand that Justin Jefferson is going to get his money. Make sure JJ and, and the Vikings know that he will get his money. I think if that communication is understood, then there won't be any issues, you know, especially if it goes a little longer than expected. Like as long as everybody knows JJ is going to get his money, because I think a lot of times where players hold out is when they don't know if they're going to get paid. When they went to the negotiation table, it didn't work out. You know, things were said that, you know, the player didn't agree with. They felt disrespected. Now it's like, okay, you guys, I don't know what you guys are going to pay me if you pay me at all. So now I'm going to hold out and see if I can get, you know, the best deal possible, use my leverage. In this situation, the Vikings cannot afford to do that. <laughs> do not alienate Justin Jefferson. Honestly, give him what he wants, to be real. Just give him what he wants. Um, I feel like JJ, JJ is the type of player that wants to win and isn't going to, you know, kill you financially, you know, because I, I think he understands that it's a team sport and you need something to work with. But at the same time, it's Justin Jefferson. So whatever he wants, give it to him. Um, but like I said, I know there's going to be a lot of negotiating and give and take with this. So I figured it's going to take a while. It's going to, it's going to take a while just because of the the magnitude of the contract size. Like he's going to be paid so much money that it, they, they don't want to overpay him. But the problem is I think any number that rolls off the board is going to feel like an overpayment just because for a wide receiver, we as a public have never seen the number that's set to be announced you know it's it no, no matter what it's it it honestly is almost a lose-lose for the vikings because it's either you pay him so much money people are like that's unbelievable he's just a wide receiver blah 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 or you like undercut it and then he feels alien so it's you you have to somehow find the middle ground of not losing on the high end and not losing on the low end, just you're, you're just going to have to give him the money. And I think he's going to, um, from the talk and stuff. And granted, this is exactly what I expect a professional to say, where he's like, I'm not really focused on that right now. I just want to get out there and ball, you know, I'm back with the, with the team and it feels good and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. This this is perfect. That's perfect. That's test. That's textbook PR. That's, that's a great media response. Way to go. JJ. I think that shows his maturity. Um, I'm sure on the backside of things, he's like, yeah, you know, I'd like to, but I don't think it's like his number one thing. Cause he knows that there's probably a long road. His team is probably like, Hey, this is not going to happen next week. We've got time. Cause we want to get you everything because you see around the league, some people it's, you know, they stub their toe and all of a sudden they're all, they're not, they're not as valuable. So, um, yeah, you don't, you don't want to prolong it, but I don't, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm in any rush. If anything, the Vikings should get it done just because if he puts up another season like last year, 
it's gonna it, it's gonna raise the price. So you might as well just get it done sooner than later. But I wouldn't say there's an urgency to get it done sooner than later. Yeah, if he didn't show up to minicamp, obviously there would probably be, be a more sense of urgency among the fans and everybody else about that. But we'd, we'd be sh- having mm-hmm. coverage about this, like those uh, coverage, like the the Titanic tube guys. Seriously, <laughs> like oh, it, I, I hope yeah, those guys are thankfully okay. He, thankfully, he showed up, but yeah, yeah. You're, you're totally right. Yeah, so that that was a big indicator because I mean, I mean, we we are currently in a standstill with Daniel Hunter. Still, there has been no news about that over the week, and so if if JJ actually held out for a little bit, I think there would be a lot more concern. Um, the reason I want to get this deal done as soon as possible is because I feel like the number. Even in this small time frame of the window of when they actually can sign JJ here, which I don't know exactly if there is a specific deadline. All right, we need to have him signed by this particular date. I think there there probably is. Um, The sooner you get this deal done, the smaller that number potentially has to be, right? Um, You let this go a couple more weeks, you know, maybe an extra 500,000 or a couple million or a couple more incentives are tacked on there. The longer it takes to get this deal done, the more expensive it's ultimately going to be for the Minnesota Vikings. And they're already in a pretty precarious cap situation. They've made plenty of moves to kind of address that. They've alleviated some of that room, but there's still a lot of questions going forward. And I mean, obviously, the centerpiece of all that is really, are we going to keep Kirk Cousins after this year? Which, I mean, it's, it's, it's setting up where, you know, he's probably going to test the market again next year like he did back in 2018. Um, so yeah, it, it, I want the deal to get done as soon as possible, but if that doesn't happen for, you know, another week or two, I'm not going to like, you know, throw out any alarms or anything like that. Um, I think JJ's camp may even be sympathetic in a degree to the Vikings cap situation, maybe understand the situation uh, that Quasi had to uh, adopt and maybe he understands, okay, yeah, you didn't kind of come in with a clean slate here. Like Rick Spielman and company kind of pushed a lot of money down the road. And now you're having to deal with a lot of weird situations. I a uh, like um, the Daniel Hunter situation. Right. And so if all you, you put that all in a bottle and I think everybody is going to eventually be happy with when this deal gets done, it may not, you know, be the most ideal timing for a lot of people. Again, I want this to happen right away because it'll only get more expensive. But I don't think Vikings fans have to worry about that. And I think you guys would agree that Vikings fans don't really have much to worry about. If he was holding out again, big issues, big issues. Um, but again, no, no news on Daniil Hunter, guys. I mean, there was literally nothing this week. No news, no reports. Also, no news on like Dalvin Cook either. Um, doesn't really seem like maybe Miami might be an option for him or anything like that. I, I, he actually, I made a tweet for Score North earlier today saying like how um, he went on the record, I think, with Adam Schefter saying, oh, uh, imagine if me and DeAndre Hopkins teamed up, which, you know, maybe like, I don't know, like three or five years ago, that would have been really, really fun. That's exactly um, what I was not, 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 <laughs> But I think those guys still have something left in the tank. I think. DeAndre kind of got he, that whole the Arizona Cardinals are a weird team, man. They have yeah. to, I mean, you got to pry that controller out of Kyler's hands and everything like that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it depends on where too. like you guys yeah. play together, like where, okay. Like uh-huh. if you go to, if you guys play together in Miami, okay. Okay. That, you know, that would be nice. So long as tool stays on the field, you know, 
you know, God willing, he stays healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, you know, that, that'll be nice. But if you guys, like, team up and go to New England with Bill <laughs> Belichick, eh, I don't know how much, how, how nice it's going to be. I don't know how spicy that'll be mm-hmm. <laughs> with Mac Jones and with Bill Belichick. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't really seem like a great fit. It so, just I mean, seems too exotic for Bill Belichick. It does. You know what it, I mean? It, it and does. Just, it does. No, so I it's like, know. you know, I, I don't Great combination. I mean, I would like to have both players, you know, of course, you know, if, even if it's on like a one or two year deal, right? But on a cheap deal, especially for Dalvin. Well, but, you know, well, the, I mean, depending the only, on the team, maybe. The only reason I bring up Dalvin, because I know that Kirk, like last week, like opened up his press conference saying, hey, you know, maybe it'd be pretty fun if we could work a way to get Dalvin back or something like that. Now, I don't know if that's just, you know. Kirk says things. We we know we know right. that, especially in public situations where it's just like, wait, did you actually mean that? Um, but I don't know if that potentially insinuates that him and Dalvin have been talking, and obviously, like, nothing's happened with Dalvin. I don't know. At this point, I think we're all at a point where I don't know if reunion of Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings is feasible at this point. I don't think any of us would want that, right? No, we're all into Alexander Madison. Not at this point, unless there's, you know, a nice pay cut, you know, I'm not, I've never been opposed to bringing them back on like a nice size pay cut mm-hmm. that, you know, is team friendly. Um, But like, nah, at the same time, yeah, <laughs> if, 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 if that's not happening, then nah, you know, I, I you guys know how I feel about <laughs> Alexander Madison, the best backup running back in football. I, I stand on that. I still to this day stand on that. And now he's going to be a starter. So I'm expecting over a thousand <laughs> yards to kind of validate my point. But oh, that means you get to pick a new favorite backup running back this yeah, season. I, oh, you get to do that like in September, and I cannot wait for that. You should do a whole ranking for us of artists' like top five or ten backup running backs. I might have to put that together. I, I might have to put that together yes. for sure. Artist sure. loves backup running backs, folks. Yes. Favorite yes. position in football. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Chandler, baby, here he comes. Yes, and he's, he's gonna be good too. Yeah, he's gonna be good too. So you know, I think they're running back. You know, I think their running back depth is good enough. I I think it's just one of those things where, okay, you have running backs, you have guys that you've drafted. Like, there is going to be some skepticism there because you haven't seen a lot of these guys behind Madison really do anything because they haven't given, haven't been given the opportunity. Mm -hmm. So now it's just one of those years where it's like, okay, like, let's just see what you got, you know? And if there's nothing there, then you make moves going forward. But, you know, right now, let's just see what you got. You never know, you know, what, what kind of talent you have back there until you put it on the foot, on the field. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm all in on riding with Alexander Madison going forward and mm-hmm. what is already in place. Mm-hmm. I, I just want Dalvin to get signed so we can stop talking about him finally. Like as long as he's still like on the market or something like that, I'm still like mildly intrigued about like where he's gonna go. And yeah, that's more my fault, folks, for just bringing just, him up in the first. Place. Just sorry, don't. I'll just sh- I'll just I'll just, shut up now. I, I make a vow now. I have one request. Yes, one please, yes. request yes. for him and and DeAndre Hopkins. Just one. <laughs> Just one. Just 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 don't go to Dallas. Just you oh. know, just stay away from the stars. What about Washington you know, you, you or New York? Win there. You can go to Washington or, or New York. I don't really care about them as much, but <laughs> you know, just you know, just stay away from, you know, the star. You know, you won't win there. You gotta play Philly twice a year. It's just it's not fun. It's not fun, you know. I mean, I've heard And we don't want to deal with the, those guys either, to be quite frank. So I mean well, I mean I mean I haven't even heard like any rumors about where DeAndre is going to end up. I've heard maybe like Baltimore, maybe, but like, feel like when any wide receiver is a free agent, Baltimore is like the first team that people think of because everybody thinks that Lamar's never had anybody to throw to in his entire life. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but man, That's a valid point. Man, if 
Andre Hopkins on the Minnesota Vikings? Could it happen? No, it's not going to happen. It, at this point, they don't got the money to pay DeAndre Hopkins. No, they need to no focus way. on Justin Jefferson. Focus yes. on getting him his Jordan bag. Addison. And, I'm about to say and Jordan Addison. Yeah. I think Jordan Which, Addison is going to be a very good receiver, too. I hope he's doing okay because I think he's still dealing with a lingering injury. I know they're not doing anything right now or anything, mm. but um, I don't think he was out there really for minicamp. I think KJ got season, most of those. Season is a waste. Oh, I know. I just, I just put, like, put some ice on the young oh, man. Yeah, put no. some ice on it. Oh, yeah, it'll be fine. I just like when the rookies can get do everything they're supposed to do year if possible yeah, but if he's, a, if he's okay i, hope I mean he's a okay. guy like not to compare him but i mean guy like odell missed like half the season this came back and just was killing from odell never did sign with anybody for a postseason run i was kind of surprised that never happened it, it must well, not he, have been healthy enough what do you mean he didn't sign with anybody for a postseason run did didn't he not because oh, this past year this yeah this past, past year, year yeah, right because yeah, 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 remember yeah. we were talking about him maybe you know maybe latching on with the vikings maybe or something <laughs> like that and that never he never even signed with a team he just kind of just waited through this he probably just wasn't healthy enough yeah also like how often do like you know higher profile players literally wait until like the last couple weeks of the season to actually sign with a team? that doesn't happen very often valid point that doesn't happen very often try to jump in right when the playoff starts is kind of tough that would be tough yeah that would be tough but we'll see what he does with the ravens so uh that's pretty much Really it with the Vikings, um, you know, I hope that Daniel situation gets resolved. We trade him and just, you know, you want that wrapped up pretty quick, but a yeah. JJ deal will get done eventually. And I think we're all pretty much confident that that will be the case. Um, guys, you want to move on to a little, I know we touched a little bit of Timberwolves talk last week, just a little bit squeezed it in there. We highlighted a little bit of. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns comments about how uh, he feels like he uh, changed the game of basketball, which, um, you know, he has the absolute right to that opinion. I disagree <laughs> vehemently with that. But you know what? You know, I'm not a seven foot big man that can shoot three. So who am I to say anything? But we didn't really get into some other comments that he had. Uh, actually, I think we did maybe address one of them. But one of the big ones I actually do want to talk about is what else he said on the Pat Bev podcast that Barstool does. Uh, saying that the Nuggets championship run, and it, it was a complete championship run, by the way. They had the parade and everything. And then Jokic went back to Serbia and made sure that his horsies were okay. Uh, he said that was less of a, an accomplishment than the Timberwolves making it to five games in the first round of the playoffs. Now, he went into more being like, you know, he talked about how there was a month's buildup to all this and that the Timberwolves had like injuries to overcome, including his own, which I'm not going to deny that. Yes, Carl's injury for a huge chunk of the season definitely impacted the Wolves season overall, but he got roasted by, I think, Kendrick Perkins, a lot of other ESPN personalities as well, including for his other comments, too. Uh Guys, we talked about it a little bit, and we can talk about uh, this maybe more next week as well. Um, but why, 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 why did he, why did he say these things? And what do you guys think about those comments? Car Anthony Towns, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. Much, I, I don't. Like, I don't really know. And I, and I, I'm trying to use my words carefully. I'm trying to use my words carefully. Okay. Um, I I don't, I don't really know where his head is at at all sometimes like like when you get in front of the microphone like what is going through your mind to say the things that he has said like to to compare and i understand the stigma with the minnesota teams and you know the tim wolves and i i get all of that there's not there hasn't been a lot of winning it was a while before they got to the playoffs now they've been to the playoffs back-to-back -back years 
even though they lost in the first round both years. They still been in the playoffs back to back years on his watch now. So I understand that is an accomplishment. But to compare that accomplishment to winning an NBA championship and saying that's like more valuable or more impressive or however he phrased it, that is the problem with Minnesota sports. And like <laughs> and and like that right there, that right there, that comment right there would have him on the trading block before he could even finish the sentence if I was the GM. Oh, he got to go. He got to go immediately. Like, what? What? Okay, clearly, you don't know the goal here. If if the goal is to win a championship, you don't understand the goal. Because anything less than that, for the most part, there are other things you can look to. Hey, we made the playoffs two back-to-back years. That is something to smile about. But, like, for the most part, anything other than a championship, when your goal is to win a championship and you have talent, like a guy who, you know, is going to be looked at as one of the greatest and who changed the game. And you have a guy like Anthony Edwards, who's a young superstar in, in this league, and you got talent around those two players. Anything under under a championship is not acceptable. Like, it's just not. If, if, if you're going to put that type of highlight, that type of spotlight on yourself and say, I'm one of those players, like, you're talking like you're top 75, you're a Hall of Fame talent, you're – Okay, if that's the case, then I don't need to see no more first-round exits because no other player that I've seen come in the game, change the game, has been a first-round exit or missed the playoffs for the most part of their career. LeBron, Steph, because those those are the people who changed the game. Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson. Like, those players made championship NBA Finals runs, and you, the furthest he has been is, I believe, first round, if I'm not mistaken. Like, no, no. Like, just... <laughs> Just stop talking. <laughs> just stop. Like you, you make us look bad. Like I'm just, and like I'm not even a a, a true Minnesota Viking or Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I'm a I'm a Laker fan, but like now I live out here, so I'm a part of this. Like you, you make us look bad with statements like that. Like, it's just like, bro, like just stop, bro. Like just say, hey, I'm happy for them winning the championship, but I like our promise. We have a lot of promise. We just made the playoffs. I like where this is headed. That's all you had to say. That's all you had to say. <laughs> That's it, bro. That's it. Like it's, it makes no sense. Yeah, it's like I, yeah, sorry, I don't. I don't. I just don't understand. Like, was he clear-headed going into this interview, or did they gas him up to an insane? I'm just so confused on how any of that could be said with a straight face, including that. Uh, um. N- a less than ideal playoff run compared to a championship from a, I would, I would say arguably pretty small market in Denver. Like what? what I, I what think they're talking? technically smaller than us. Technically. Te- yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just like, it's insane. It's insane. I, I, I don't have like a, like a long thought on it other than it's just it's so outland. I'm trying to think of like, I've been, I've been working, um, occasionally here with um the tom bernard show at times and one of the uh co-hosts there Brittany arneson she's cousins with katie ledecky the olympic gold medalist swimmer hmm. and she was wow. telling me about like you know we've joked about oh you go to grandma's house and it's like oh hey you know i got i you know i i just got this new car blah 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 I'm, what a great purchase and then katie walks in with her <laughs> handful of medals and it's just like you can't compare the two one is an olympic gold medalist and you made a pie without burning it and like it's it's two completely different things it like it's the the level of accomplishments and i understand that some people view 
their end goal differently. Right. And that's probably, I think what he did. He's he, frankly, Carl Anthony Towns does not care about the success of the Denver Nuggets. They're thinking, they're thinking probably in the locker room. All right. We got to the playoffs after battling and then, you know, we've battled adversity and then we put up a decent fight. And at the end of the day, we probably put up the best like competition for them in, in the playoffs this year, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Be happy about that. But like artist said, the point is why is the goal for you? Once you know, you're in the playoffs, you're out of the plan, you're in the playoffs. Now, why is the goal? Not win a championship, not just complete, not, not just like you get done. Also, maybe it was, maybe it was, but when you get done and you're eliminated, why are you settling with that resolution of, yeah, God, we, we gave it a good old college try. Let's pat ourselves on the back. We, we, com- we competed in those five games. Oh boy, did we, we ran them out of the building. Don't let me tell you. No, just it's, <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's such a terrible comment to say. I just don't understand how you can even compare those two at the end of the day with a straight face, with a straight face. It's, yeah. it's just not even close to the same thing. One franchise won a championship one other lost in five games in the first round to the eventual champions. It's not the same. Yeah, it, 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 and it's a not to cut you off, Jason. No, it's such a contradiction. Like, like be on one side of the fence or be on the other. If you're going to have the expectations that, hey, you know, making the playoffs is a good enough accomplishment for us, and you know, we dealt with this and adversity and all of this, and we're happy with this. Okay, then be on that side. You're happy with being okay because that's okay. Like, okay, right? But in the offseason, don't go and talk Shaq and Kobe because I know you guys are, <laughs> remember that. that. You brought up Shaq. We're going to be me. <laughs> me and Aunt, we're going to be like Shaq, Shaq and Kobe, you know. One of them might like, still be. Come on now. Like, so you, you can't be bringing up Shaq and Kobe, a duo that won three championships together. You can't be saying things like, I when I retire, they're going to look back at me and say, he changed again. Like, no, you're like, it, it's a contradiction one side or, or the, or the other, because you can't have both. You cannot have, you cannot compare yourselves to the likes of those players, but then shy away from that expectation. When it's, when it's time to win at the end of the day, if you're going to be Shaq and Kobe, I need a ring. I need at least one ring. If we're going to be a second round playoff appearance, I need something. <laughs> I, not, I need, no, I need, at that point, I oh need a God. ring. Actually. I need a championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, there. so if you're a player that came in, everybody's going to look at me differently. Actually, I need a ring. And anything less than that is unacceptable. No. Then in that case, you didn't change the game. What did you change? <laughs> Dirk was here before you. Mm-hmm. Dirk was here before you. There were guys that could shoot the three before you came along. So, like, at that position. You didn't do anything different. No. You may have been able to shoot it a little bit better, but like, no, when it comes playoff time, I could go all day. No, I, I know. Go. It's just, it's so weird, man. Like, I feel like Cat a couple years ago wouldn't have gone on the record saying this kind of stuff for whatever reason. I don't know. And probably because I don't know if he's just like, grown more confidence himself and is a I, I guess he like maybe will like looks at his accomplishments and like is like hey you know what that's I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with where I'm at in my career and I'm pretty proud of that and everything but like cat like I don't remember it, it, it just seems like the volume of which these comments are coming out has just like increased in frequency over the last couple of years and I'm I've got theories as to why that is um Mostly, I mean, I, I will imply that I just think it's just because it's not his team anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, Anthony Edwards 
you know, I, at least definitively this last season proved that this franchise needs to be built around him, not only just through his skill, but also through his leadership as well. And I mean, this has been Cat's team for eight years. Drafted in 2015, it's 2023. I can't believe it's already been just, it, it, that's time flies. Great band, by the way. Saw them live once. They were actually okay, just live. Uh, anyway, and it's, and I and like, yeah, it, it was a pretty, you know, definitely ups and downs. But for the most part, the identity of the Minnesota Timberwolves has been Carl Anthony Towns these last eight years, for sure. And, and you know what? To an extent, he he has earned that. He's gotten all NBA a few times, made some all-star games and stuff, like um, won a skills competition or something like that. Like he he's earned plenty of cred to talk like to go on platforms and like to discuss these things, but not like this, not like this, not like this. Like you have to recognize like just your place in the pantheon of the NBA right now. And and also just the timeliness of this comments too. I mean, thankfully like he didn't like say this months from now because it would have been weird to like have a take like this and then like just hold on to that for a few months and then go on pat bev's podcast a few months from now and say something like that i think he'd be even more rippable like i think he's saying this more in a reactionary kind of way and you know i think i think cat like like plenty of us i mean we we catch ourselves in this podcast saying things that we don't mean and stuff like that and like yeah like we feel pressure when we're in these public formats and sometimes we say things that we don't actually mean or we try to portray personas and stuff like that and one criticism i've heard of plenty of cat from people is that he seems like kind of a different person a lot of different in a lot of different scenarios <laughs> there's times where he seems more laid back and chill like he kind of did pat bev's podcast but then like you know, I have to clip a lot of the press conferences for the Timberwolves, and he is very stoic. He's very all about business. He's, it, it almost feels like he's a different person. But, you know, I'm not going to go too far, and I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but it just, there's not really a level of consistency with the man um, in in this kind of stuff. And, again, like, him, D'Lo, I mean, both of them just have, they've just both said really just, in terms of just like brand management, just like you know, just their own image and stuff like that, it's just man, it, it's working against them. And there's plenty of rumors about what might happen to Cat. I mean, there's there's trade rumors going about right now. The draft, the NBA draft is tomorrow. Um, in terms of that, guys, I just want the Timberwolves to p- pick a point guard. I mean, we only have one pick, late second round, and we know why that is. And uh, <laughs> look, Mike Conley's kind of aging. Jordan McLaughlin's inconsistent, so I'm just want like like a point guard. But anyway, I look. I mean, the the Timberwolves clearly were free, like had no problem moving on from D'Lo, and he had already said plenty of like dumb things before we traded him. I'm very curious what happens. I, I I've had a hard time believing that Cat's going to get traded in the next 24 hours. I that, think I think I mean, again, if you but if but if you want to set a present a precedent, though, yes. like you. I don't understand how those. Con- First off, I would bring him in. I would bring him in the office and ask him what he meant. That's 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 what I would do if I was a, like if I'm the GM, sit cat down because he is one of your star players. So what do you mean by this kind? Con- like I need like in depth analysis of your comment, and you have to break it down in a way that makes me say, okay, that makes sense. Because if it doesn't make sense, you have to put him on a trade. He has to be available for trade. You don't have to trade him. But you got to make it known to the rest of the team and your fan base. Look, bro, 
that's unacceptable. It's, yeah. it's unacceptable. No. Like, he didn't say anything incriminating or anything like that. But when it comes to winning the championship, he did. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. So I, yeah. and I think, like, in regards to, like, how he talks, I just think that he, I think you're right from the standpoint of, like, there's a little bit of, hey, don't forget about me over here. Anthony Edwards is great, but don't forget about me. I think there's a lot of that. I also think, though, you know, like you said, he's got a couple of all-star nods now. Um, so he's got, you know, a couple more things on his under his belt, you know, as far as accolades are yeah. concerned. And I think that, you know, it's no coincidence that it happened on Pat Bev's podcast. Pat Bev, like, instills so much confidence in you. Like, he just feels, he makes you feel like, like, you can run through a wall. Like, you're the best yeah. player ever because that's how he carries himself. Like, I'm the best defender uh-huh. ever. Like, I'm, you know. They, they oh. say I'm the great. I'm, at one point, he was saying he was the best defender in the league on Giannis. Statistically, <laughs> I'm, you know. So I'm sure there's a lot of that going on, too, where he's, like, talking to Cat, like, yeah, man, talk your stuff, you know. But not that stuff, though. Like, not that stuff. <laughs> that's, my, that's my I thing. Think like, runs, oh, I think it on. runs in the NBA. I No, like, as much as, like, I'm not just super interested at, mo- like, a lot of the times – and it's always in the news and maybe that's just because it draws such big numbers, but there's always some, it seems like outlandish statement that, mm-hmm. that is said by an NBA player. What, what did we have this year? And stop me if I missed something, but I had, um, flat earth Kyrie, a lot of Kyrie. Just no, a, lot, a, lot, a, a lot of Kyrie. Kyrie. We could finish Kyrie. the podcast. On there, was, Kyrie. there was a lot of Kyrie. Um, there's just, it seems at times people just inserting themselves into like the, I'm the best, whatever conversation when there's, there's yeah. really no need for them to be, um, you, you have this Jimmy Butler doing interviews saying like, you know, what would it mean to you if you at one point get inducted into the NBA hall of fame? I don't care. Just shut up, <laughs> shut up. You, you <laughs> care. stop this facade of I'm too cool yes. for this. Jimmy, I, I, I really do respect you. What, what is it? What is this statement? I understand yeah. that you're at the time locked in and trying to win an NBA final. This is the hall of fame, man. I wouldn't even show up. I, yes, you would. Are right. you kidding yeah. me? Yes. I, it's NBA, just so, it's yeah. so unbelievable. And also the amount of times where it's like it, in this, this is maybe more like the, a lot of people are going to say AJ shut up like you don't you just don't know because you, I didn't really grow up watching it but it annoys me when I hear like the yeah I I did this I did this I or no. I think I'm the MVP this season what are you I understand being confident in yourself but like what you would ne- I would never hear a, an MLB pitcher say like I think I'm the Cy Young favorite right now or you're not going to hear Kirill Kaprizov on the wild say, I think I am, I should win the MVP this season. It just, it, it doesn't happen. You know, you might have that in the NFL at times. I think it really depends on the position because like cornerbacks, they need to have an ego. They need to have that. I'm right. better than you mentality. Same thing with receivers, but like no center is going to go up there and be like, I'm, I'm the best center this year. Like, you know, right. It's, right. It, 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 it's like different humility at different positions, but it's it's constant in the NBA, and I, I, which is why maybe we just we're eventually we're gonna gloss over this because yes. it's it it's just kind of a footnote on the entire scheme that is the N, uh, NBA uh, soap opera. But oh my god, it's yeah, it's but that it's, but it's, there's just, never a dull yeah. moment. There's never you just said moment. it perfectly. 
it's not just about the game with the NBA. It is about the drama behind the scenes. Um, it's, it's about the off season. It's about, especially because so many players the last couple of seasons have forced their way out of teams and situations just by saying, Oh, I'm just not going to show up or I'm just going to, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, there's definitely a, there's a weird layer of insecurity among basketball stars. And I, and I think honestly, some of that's part of to do with fan expectations. Um, this whole debate between MJ and LeBron being the goat that we've had ever since pretty much LeBron won his first championship, I, I think has kind of solidified just like all time great status and how much that means to these guys now and how much just it could be an accomplishment. Um, I mean, obviously like, you know, not every player is going to be a generational player like you know, LeBron, MJ, maybe Victor Wembanyama, but it seems like every player's goal going in is to try to absolutely be the 100% best. And, uh, you know, obviously go for gold every single time, you know, Katie Ledecky or all that kind of stuff, go for it. But um, it's just, man, I don't know if just some of these players set that set their expectations so high for themselves going into their careers. And basketball is already a very singular spotlighty sport. I mean, the stars shine the brightest in the NBA compared to maybe some other sports, maybe besides like quarterbacks and wide receivers in the NFL and stuff like that. But it's just, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really know. But again, if we were sick of D'Lo stuff up to this point, I, I can't imagine Tim Connolly and the rest of the Timberwolves front office saw all that and even if it was with our guy pat bev and we still love pat bev around here in minnesota we still got a, love for, a lot of love for pat bev um it was kind of funny though like immediately after cat said that he changed the game <laughs> speaking of like how pat bev's kind of there to rile you up and like kind of got your back he he was like yeah that's gangsta man that's gangsta reaffirming right away and yeah, so man. it's but you know what pat bev's yeah Bring Pat. He's Bev a great back. teammate, unless you got to actually play him. Then you absolutely hate Pat. Bring Pat Bev back. You to only play back. like four minutes a night, though. Man, I mean, hey, <laughs> anyway. just, even to just be a locker room guy. Just yeah, bring him maybe. Back. I don't know. Bring him back. Anyway, so uh, yeah, <laughs> do you guys have any final comments about the the Timberwolves' uh, potential in the draft before we? I mean, there's not too much action going on. <laughs> yeah, they're show up, kick your feet up, and wait for like three hours. And they're gonna be like, oh, no. Pretty much. I mean, you just left, throw a dart at the board. All right, hey, welcome to the squad, buddy. Head down to the G League, and we'll be we'll see. In a Pre- pretty much. I mean, I don't know who's gonna be there. That, I think I that's either. gonna be the biggest thing. Like, it's hard to speculate for sure on who's going to be there. I mean, there's names thrown around from Deron Holmes, who's a pretty good player. Who? Um, Deron. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, you know are. what I'm saying? Like, he's decent play for Davidson. You know, these are oh, like, he's a big, ooh. he's a, you know. Davidson. Um, you know, Julian okay. Phillips, yeah. who played for Tennessee. He's like a decent 3 and D player. Well, I mean, there's some players that, you know, he can come and make a difference, but you, you just don't know who's going to be there. It's, you you just don't know you you go and look at a, a mock draft for them and you just see so many different guys fall into that number number fifty three and it's just like you don't you don't know you don't know thank you, don't you know. so much so. for actually saying like two names for us though because I didn't have any names and I know yeah. that AJ definitely didn't have Chris any Livingston names. No, no, guys, Jordan Miller let me tell you I'm gonna have I'm gonna text you tomorrow and be like hey what were those names again so that tomorrow no tomorrow night when I'm around people at a social setting. The draft's going to be on. 
Timberwolves picks going to be coming. I'm going to be like, hey, is uh, is Joan Duran still on the board? <laughs> is, is that guy? I think he's asleep out of Davidson. God, you, you would you wouldn't believe what he could do for this. Oh my God! Whoa, if you could convince whoa, people, at, just like yeah, yeah. you just got to fake it. Just got to fake it. Just convince people that Twins AAA prospects are actually yeah, on the well, NBA actually, board. I, I heard I heard Yohan Duran, which is the Twins guy. What is the actual name that you said? Uh, Duran Holmes. Duran Holmes. Okay. Duran or Duran? I think it's Duran. Okay. Perfect. D-A-R-O-N. Duran Holmes. Davidson. That's my boy. Yeah. I think he might be straight too. But again, you don't know if he's going to fall. You don't know if he's going to fall to you. So I don't I don't really know who's going to be there, man. And that's what makes it tough. I mean, they traded all these. They hit me again today. Like, yo, they don't have no first row picks. Like, my gosh, Have fun, Utah. Have fun with that. I think they got like 16. I think. That's what they got um, is 16th from us uh, this season. 16th or 17th, somewhere in between there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. We'll see what happens. We'll Maybe they'll there. trade up. Maybe they'll trade up. I don't know. A lot of, I mean, we've already had a couple big trades in the NBA, even though I don't think they've been finalized yet. Bradley Beal on his way to Phoenix. Um, Zion Williamson might try to get his. But out of New Orleans, I guess he's, he's got to focus on other stuff. Yeah, like man. basketball. Yeah, oh my very gosh, true. very yeah. true. Yeah, him and Ja, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> jeez. Those... Anyway, uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, and we'll uh, give a little draft recap next week. Maybe the Timberwolves do something. We will see. Maybe Victor. Wimmer. I hear they're trading up to number one. Yeah, as I was about to say that would be nice. Victory. There's no way they're gonna trade out of that. Did first you guys pick. see um Victor Pop would retire immediately? One minute, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Pop would retire. He would immediately. Oh, that's it. That's it. He'd roll over um, in his like non not current grave somehow. <laughs> like just I don't know. Big old Spurs logo on the casket. Absolutely. It's probably going to be buried underneath their arena. Uh, did you guys see the picture, though, of Victor Wimbanyana? Because they have the draft out at, in New York City. He did a first pitch for the Yankees. His hand literally covers an entire baseball, yes. like, entirely. And he, But he botched the first pitch, though. He threw a terrible first pitch. Hands are too big. Am I the yeah. only one that doesn't care about that? Oh, look first how pitches? tall it no, no, no! Look how <laughs> look how big the hands are of an NBA prospect superstar. Who? Sweet. What? What? Get him a can. Get him a can of Coke, and let's see how how small that looks in his hand. Like it. Yeah, we I'm get it. We get it. Next, what are we? Next, show me a video of him dunking where he just goes on his tiptoes and get reaches over the. It's I. It's oh. impressive for an extent, and then I turn twelve, and I'm like, I get it. He's just a bigger person than me. Right. I don't know. I, I think like, AJ just wishes he had bigger hands. It's well, like no, that it's guy like, in that Burger King commercial a long time ago that had like really tiny hands trying to eat a double cheeseburger. It's the uh um no <laughs> Jack uh remember that? No, um, I'm thinking of it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Jack oh. uh what, Uncle what Jack? is Charlie? Uncle Uncle Jack is yeah, Bert, he's got the fake hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got the yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that um, show's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like uh, whenever Jose Altuve <laughs> plays against the Yankees, we have to see we we get the obligation of a picture of him standing <laughs> next to Aaron Judge, and it's like, can you believe that people are different heights? What a world we live. Just it was crazy though. He's seven five. That's a big yeah. man. Yeah. You know, if I give him a golf ball, let's see how small that looks. Ooh, let's, yeah. Let's keep working right. it down. I'd like to go golfing yeah. with him. That'd be fun. You know who I hear actually is a good golfer? Carl Anthony Towns. Here's he's got a mean swing. Maybe he gets traded on draft night. Ooh. Ooh. We'll let you know. It's a good thing he's good at golf because the Timberwolves aren't giving him too much of a postseason to take away from that (laughs) golf game. Yeah, it's true. Seasons in the winter, too. Play during the summer. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Speaking of summer sports, though, uh, baseball fans, your Minnesota Twins 
Oh boy, uh, things are looking a little rough right now. Maybe not necessarily tonight as we're recording this. They currently have a four to three lead over the Boston Red Sox. Max Kepler just hit a go-ahead home run in the sixth inning. But otherwise, uh, this was a pretty darn tumultuous week for the Minnesota Twins. Losing the series to Detroit uh, was just really, really a tough thing to see, especially because the Tigers had lost a lot of games coming into that. It looked like the Tigers were really reeling. They've had a lot of injuries, though. Um, they're still not out of it in the AL Central. You can't say anybody else is. But then things have just gotten, again, things are better tonight, but things have gotten pretty bad with Boston. Uh, the hitting, again, is just non-existent, but the pitching has not been able to keep up, at least this week. They've given up 10 and 9 runs in the last two games um, to Boston. So far, only three tonight. We'll see how that goes. Griffin Jack's on the mound right now. Um, two games under 500, I believe at this point, still got like, I think a one and a half, two game lead over Cleveland. They're not playing much better. Chicago looked like they were maybe getting a little hot, but they've fallen off a cliff again. This division's bad. We've been over this before, but at this point, um, (laughs) I, I really don't know really guys what they're, what they're going to do. Um, they still have a couple injuries that they're dealing with. Buxton's back, but it, it's still just, it, it hurts to see, you know, guys like Luis Arias hitting 400 for the Marlins and stuff and just kind of wondering like, yeah, sure. He may be, be a singles hitter, but you'd take that right now. I wonder what's going to happen. Matt Walner, I think is still not called up with the team. Another home run today. Uh, for triple a, yeah. my goodness. Another what a home run today. It'd be nice. And yeah, Max Kepler hit a home run tonight. So, yeah, I probably shouldn't criticize him too much. It's, but this they're, is. They're such a hilarious yeah, baseball team, Jason. I, I, I saw such you tweet hilarious that, base, and, and And I don't mean hilarious as in, like, I, I'm i not laughing at their expense. I'm laughing because, frankly, that's I feel like that's all you can do. And I understand there's frustration and there's anger and stuff. But at the end of the day, you just look at this team. There Are they, st- are they still leading their division at the moment? They are, I believe, yeah. but only by like a game and a half or something. I can double check on that, but they're nope, two games I'm, under I'm, 500. I'm pulling that up right now. So, mm-hmm. they, yeah, so they, as of right now, yeah, they're two games under 500. They're 36 and 38. Their <laughs> opponents, the Boston Red Sox, are 39 and 35. They are above 500, but in their division, they are in dead last. What an injustice. What baseball injustice <laughs> is that? A team, a team should not be, what, 70? games 70 plus games into a season and be winning their division with a sub 500 record the al central is terrible terrible mm-hmm. kansas city royals i get it you're in i th- honestly they're getting they're getting away with uh the oakland a's stealing some spotlight this <laughs> they're season just because as bad they they're just, just as bad granted bad the, the a's won like what seven in a row recently so it's been yeah. a little bit different but uh the what the white Sox, i they got they're, hot for a minute, but now they, they're but, three and seven in their last time. They're so weird because they should be good. Um, Detroit has been a disaster for them this year. Detroit is interesting because I think they should be worse than 32 and 41, but they're third in the division somehow. Uh, Cleveland, I mean, they're also not good. Like this, this whole division is not good. I said at the beginning of the season, I think after the opening day game when they won, I was like, this is the year that they win a playoff game. I'm not so sure now. Even if they make the playoffs, they're going to get steamrolled in the first round by whoever they play. It's it's going to be a slaughter fest. Yeah. It's oh my god, Jason, it's so bad. <laughs> Jason, uh, it's terrible. Like what what do they have to do? The pitching's been 
okay. They have, they have pretty good pitching for the first. It's just they can't hit the ball. They can't hit well, the ball. I like the bullpen. Yeah, the well again, the pitching is still holding up. The starters are still holding up for the most. They're part. They're doing their job. I wouldn't say they're. Th- this isn't like a yeah. all time rotation by any means, but they're oh, doing no. the job I, to keep. If the hitting was mediocre, they'd be winning more games. But the problem is the hitting is not even mediocre. Yeah, it's pathetic. No, it, it it's it's incredibly below average. It's been talked about for weeks. Um, it feels like they cannot score more than like three or four runs. Um, the other issue right now is the bullpen, the back end of the bullpen too. Speaking of Yoan Duran, he's been awesome. No denying that. He's uh, in line potentially maybe to even be an all-star this season. But the biggest issue right now is what's going on with Jorge Lopez. Now he's gotten put on the IL uh, for mental health reasons, which I actually wasn't entirely aware that that was an option that teams could use for their players for mental health reasons, which I think is actually a really cool and awesome thing. Um, yeah, he's been, yeah, he, he's been just not himself. Um, I, honestly, I mean, he has kind of not been overall the pitcher that the twins have intentionally traded for him. Uh, and the guys that we actually gave up to get Jorge Lopez, um, I forget his first name, but his last name is Cano. He's been, I think they're closer for Baltimore. He might actually be an all-star this season too. And the other one is Cade Povich who is in their minor league system right now, but is pitching really, really well. So that trade's not really working out right now. Um, so even though like I've probably been leaning more towards, Hey, obviously you got to go get a hitter and you got to get them probably sooner rather than later. It is now I'm, I'm starting to lean over the last week or so, just based off, you know, potentially injuries and situations going on with the back end of our bullpen. That might be something that needs to be addressed pretty quickly here. Um, Emilio Pagan is still, still out there, still uh, throwing a baseball into a catcher's mitt and hoping that opposing hitters do not hit that baseball. I don't know. I, I really don't know what use he still has for this team at this point. His ERA is not good. All of his other numbers are just not good. He is literally only he can literally only be used if you're down by seven runs or up by seven runs. And, he, and when you're up by seven runs, I don't know how confident you can really be. <laughs> um, I did see and this was just a listicle, but, um, you know, a potential trade target for the Minnesota Twins to potentially address some of the hitting woes, though. And um, this might be the delight uh, to the delight of our in-house uh, Cubs fan, AJ Fredrickson. But I saw something on Bleach Report today saying that maybe Paul Goldschmidt might be a potential option for the Twins to trade for. The Cardinals are just an absolute disaster, AJ. I love that. And, and I you absolutely thing. love that. Yeah. They've got some high-priced players, Goldschmidt, Arenado, um, some other guys too, but things are just absolutely free falling in St. Louis. Uh, yeah, there are 13 games under 500 right now. Um, that would be, I, I don't know what it would take to get that. I saw that the trade that the twins, they'd propose that the twins would give up like a, their ninth, 10th and 12th overall prospects to get a guy like Goldschmidt. Um, that would be intriguing. That it wouldn't, it wouldn't cost as much as Otani. I would even know those. But, I still think they should get Otani. You have a yes. <laughs> it'd be great it'd be <laughs> great but i don't think the angels are gonna because they're in contention right now i don't think I they're will, gonna trade them we'll see about that mike, well, mike trout's well. it's baseball such an odd game mike trout is having one of the worst slumps of his career and they've won like seven of, seven of the last nine he's having the worst season of his career and they're doing <laughs> arguably some of the best baseball in a long time for that team it's just like 
we'll, we'll see when the trade deadline rolls around, but if there's a chance that they're actually selling and they want to actually try to capitalize, I don't think he's staying there. You know, he's going somewhere. Why would you not try to get something in return? Um, <sighs> God, just, I don't know. It doesn't make any I, sense. I, I know. It's just because we're, we're twins fans and we've seen plenty of times where we haven't moved on from players like early enough or something, or like we kept players because we thought like, like, Honestly, like Carlos Correa is a perfect example of that. You know, we had an opportunity to trade him at the deadline last season, but we decided not to because we were still kind of in contention. And even though, yes, it worked out for the Twins, ultimately, I mean, two deals had to fall through for that to happen. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, I mean, yeah. If the, if, I mean, if the Angels get an offer that they can't say no to, then do it. But I mean, Royce Lewis, know. they they. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would have to do. They might try to get Brooks Lee, though. They might want our absolute top prospect, and that right now is is Brooks Lee. And he's been he's been great. He's looked really good so far. I think he's already in double A, and it's just he's not even been in the organization a full year yet. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, otherwise, I, I don't know, like, really what's going <laughs> to – I don't know where the spark's going to come from for this Twins team. Rocco even seems pretty dang defeated. And you know what? For the most part, like he got tossed today, and it was the most pathetic, pathetic, like just no heart, zero, uh, zero heart. He's like, if you got to do it, I guess you got to do it. And then the the ump didn't even look satisfied. You know, sometimes you can see that, like, okay, you're ejected, you're out of here, and it's like mm-hmm. they throw their whole back into it, and it's just like whatever. It was just like he got in his face, kind of looked defeated, okay. and then like I guess if you got to do it, go ahead, and then mm-hmm. threw him out. It's just like, all right, see you later. Just yeah, uh, no. he's he, frustrated. He, they're, but... they're all suffering the effects of this of this uh, slump recently. It's going yeah. from the manager to the bullpen. So yep. Um, so yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But yeah, there's not a lot of not a lot of optimism in Twins territory right now. I, I do believe Kenta Maeda will be coming back. I think I actually looking at the schedule, he's slated to pitch on uh, on Friday. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, we know, folks. Kenta Maeda can't hit. Yes, we know. Don't don't say that in the comments section. But maybe that will be a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a bump for the Twins. All right, that probably is going to wrap things up on another fantastic episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, gentlemen. Any final thoughts before you wrap it up for next week? Mike Malone, <laughs> stop taking shots at the Lakers, man. We get it, y'all won, okay? <laughs> but keep getting sweet tattoos. Yes, keep doing that. And enjoying your championship, because that's what it's about. You cried all year about how you guys didn't <laughs> get the attention that you felt like you should have got. And then what do you do the moment you get the attention that you feel like you deserve? You talk about LeBron. Bruh, just take your championship. <laughs> <laughs> like, take your ring, bruh. Like, that's, you know, I could say, you know, bring up the fact that LeBron has three more than you. I could bring up the fact that the Lakers have, like, 15 more than you, so you don't have much of a leg to stand on besides beating us this past year. But I'm letting you have your moment, so take it. Take it. And if you're not going to take it and talk about LeBron and the Lakers in the meantime, then don't cry about not getting attention that you want. For goodness sake. But congratulations. Yeah. Artists could bring those things up, but uh, he, but I, I prefer not to. Right? I prefer not to, you know. Uh, my final thought Mike Malone keep talking that keep talking that stuff my man keep (laughs) keep saying it with your chest ride the moment you never know when the next moment's coming around so get it out be loud be proud let them hear it (laughs) 
go after one of the best, if not the best basketball players of all time. Do whatever you need to. He's well, unbothered. He's he's drinking wine on in Barbados, you know. Yes, he is. But uh, oh and shout God. out to them. So, they got a bright future. So well, fun. well hey, so fun. when when your I'm star not, player oh sorry, Aged. He's he's so he's still hammered. Like, I'm not gonna fault the guy for saying anything. <laughs> That's, you know, fair. They're, that's, they're fair. On, that's a fair that's a fair point it's you know they're they're living point. it up um but anyways jason go ahead mile high right well when your star player your finals mvp you know doesn't say much and just is like no i just this is a parade have to be on thursday i gotta get back to serbia man but when you're when your star guy doesn't do a lot of talking then the coach has to take on the responsibility of doing all the talking so i can't wait to see what uh, mike malone's next tattoo is gonna <laughs> gonna be oh denver yeah whatever i just won a championship and they've had two in the last couple years but anyway all right that'll wrap things up for us here on taxi squad on score north jason stormer aj frederickson artist woods thanks so much for listening everybody you can check us out on spotify you can also find us on apple if you're on apple though please give us a five-star rating because you literally have no reason not to but the best way to support us is to go to scorenorth.com and download the score north app find our episode the score north taxi squad and any other your favorite podcast here on score north give that thing a download give that thing a listen and that is literally the best way to support us again thanks for joining us everybody we will catch you on the next episode of taxi squad in the very near future we'll talk to you then take care bye-bye